0: i uh, have a lot to share this morning and i'm going to sit down because i've had some really major back issues this week for some reason uh it's due to weight lifting and uh so anyway it's it's much better now but i've been pretty much out of commission for about five days as far as walking and and uh but i'm it just it's, it's much better um and we have a new addition to our family. Has any have any of you seen the pictures that Trish has been posting? So, our sleep has been um, minimal every night due to this new puppy that we got. So, if I kind of doze off up here, that's that's why. I think we got into bed about one o'clock, and she was barking all night. I tried to talk Trish out of getting a puppy, but you know, you know how that goes. We get one out of the nest, and we bring in another one. So. At any rate, this morning I want to um, I want to share with you um, some things about dreams. And uh, over the last week or two, it's been nonstop um, with with dreams, um, different types of dreams, content. A lot of it's personal. A lot of it is um, can apply to um, where we are as a people, and that's kind of the 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 vantage point that we're going to look at this morning and um the applications of of when god speaks to us through a dream are i mean it's they're limitless i mean we 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 kind of start to see a, a dream come to pass um over time but here lately it's like it's been r- the night after the dream the next day boom it happens no delay whatsoever and that's kind of where i want to go with this it's like the same night That Gideon, if you're in fear, he was directed to go down to the host and hear what God was saying through a dream that somebody else in the enemy camp had. And that night, the very next morning, it starts to happen and manifest. So that's what's kind of been happening with some of these dreams uh, these past two weeks is the, the Lord gives the dream. And then, I mean, immediately there's no delay I mean, within hours, you know, you, I might have had it at like twelve or one o'clock in the morning, sometime during the night. But then the next day, uh, it just starts to happen, and I mean, unfolds. Yeah, I mean, there's no, you don't, there's really no need to interpret it because it's just unfolding before your very eyes. And um, but in that, I said it, dreams can be limitless, so we don't need to just think there's one one interpretation, because a lot of times we might have a dream and we can see it unfold but then it might unfold two or three weeks later down the road so a lot of times you know we get in our head or i do uh, you may be different than me but i think okay well this thing has already happened right but then all of a sudden it reemerges and comes back and it's happening over here again but it's all related to the one dream that's just that's different right so i guess what i'm saying through this teaching is Don't just think you have the the dream. God gives a dream one time, and it's never going to manifest again. I've seen it happen recently, and I'm like, okay, you really opened my eyes to the the manifestation of the dream. So, what I did yesterday, and I've been thinking about it since you know for a couple of days, is well, Lord, where do we need to go with this? You know, I know these dreams have been happening, and it's timing, and it's like immediate timing. Just it just happens so i just started studying dreams um, you know all through the old testament all through the new testament pastors written dreams and visions um all that's great and um so this is what came out of that study uh there's a lot a of, lot of different um there's, there's a couple of hebrew terms for dreams and um and then you've got a few in the new testament but as we go through this I hope that there's some new things that you see within the scripture here. Um, now, by new thing, um, recently I've watched a um, a, a video, and I'm, I'm I'm getting ready to go into this. And there there are so many people that are trying to influence people, and I'm going to be very vague for a reason. You know, I, know, I know the Scripture calls out people that were doing specific things to to turn people away, and I believe there's a time and a place for that. I don't think this is one of them, but there's a certain individual that has a major influence in social media. This gentleman is... Did, okay, did everything just kind of fade out for a minute? Okay, that's kind of weird. This gentleman... I mean, he has hundreds of thousands of people that watch his content on a regular basis. And some of the things he says is good, but some of it's like, man, where are you getting? I mean, it's out it, it it's not even in left field. It's not even on the field. And it's like, how can on one hand you say this thing over here that's really, really good and I mean, just pure truth, but then over here, it's just absolute spirit of error i mean it's just it's just blatant and and i start to inside me i start to get angry at this guy i've already given you some mail (laughs) but i really do i start to get angry and go man you've got these people over here but you're saying this truth but then over here i mean it's just it's almost blasphemous you know and i know god determines if it's blasphemy or not I mean as far as the the saintly win none of us can make that determination but we have to be very careful that we don't listen just because somebody identifies themselves as a prophet or an apostle it don't mean that that's really who they are I mean there are people and we're gonna look this first instance here where God's speaking and I know it's in the Old Covenant but the principles are still there Um, where he's talking about prophets and and that he identified as dreamers of dreams two different types of giftings that were releasing things and they even had signs and wonders that were following and he said I didn't speak to them I didn't reveal this to them They are prophesying out of the deceit that's in their own heart. Jeremiah spoke of that. We're going to look at Jeremiah later. I mean, there are some very stern words here. And God takes this seriously because he's talking about someone that he's gifted, I believe, to function as a a true prophet or a dreamer of dreams. But somewhere along the way, they've allowed their humanistic thought and the things that are inside their own heart To create something that God never intended and I think a lot of these people that are doing this I mean we know that there are demonic forces we know that principalities we know that power there there's demonic powers we know all that hierarchy we we know that that that's the source of all of it but some of it intermingled in just a humanistic thought of mankind and they release it like it's um, inspired from God and God says in Deuteronomy 13 verses 1-5 through five, if there arises any among you it's kind of like that same terminology is any among you sick so he's saying if there's a prophet and or a dreamer of dreams and they give you a sign or a wonder and the sign or wonder comes to pass wherever he spake unto you saying let us go after other Elohims which you have not known and let us serve them, thou shalt not shema the words of that prophet or the dreamer of dreams. So the key point here is that these individuals, and they may not even come right out and say, I'm trying to pull you away or turn you away from the one true God. They, but but there may be some kind of an influence that comes in that tries to pull us away and, and give our, our our passion and and in other ways, and we become enslaved to it, and that's what's happening to a lot of people all across the world. They are, they, are, they are not even using any any point of discernment because people like this that have true giftings that are that are that are twisted. They 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 speak truth intermingled with error, and it's hard for some people. Don't even oh, it sounds so great though, right? Oh, it's wondrous. Really? Cosmic Christ? Where is that in the scripture? Nowhere. (laughs) Christ, the anointed son, is there, but cosmic Christ? Give me a break. That's just one thing that people are. I mean, they don't drink it, I mean they are absolutely gulping mouth wide open, just like the baby bird. Which they should be more mature, and and really thinking through it and processing it and discerning the good from the evil. But but yet, how can somebody be influenced who was who has known the truth? And now I'm speaking from Peter, and they've turned from it. It's really difficult. It starts. It's very, very subtle. It's just like the garden all over again. That's a weird noise coming. Okay, sorry. No worries. I just... So, at, and, and I know we've talked a lot about this, but considering where we are in our world and the culture that we live in, I mean, I heard, heard something recently, and and this all goes back to uh, this dream that I'm going to give you in just a second. This whole transgender stuff that's going on in our culture makes me want to vomit. Okay? It really does. The Scripture says, God made male and female. You are a Christian. in a story, right? You believe the Bible. End of story. But then, You've got so many people that will try to turn it and twist it and say, well, God made me this way. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a female in a man's body I mean, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? E- even just talking about it just it just does something. And, and recently I read something, and I'm not even going to tell you because it's so grotesque. I mean, you guys can your imagination, but not do too much. <laughs> so grotesque, I'm thinking, how, how did we get to this point? And it's just, so as we move forward, we have only begun to really see, yeah, we've seen darkness, but gross darkness, I believe, is going to take us all by surprise, meaning it's going to manifest in ways like this, you know, talking about, I mean, it's just, commonplace now to talk about it being okay for somebody to be transgender. I'm talking about young boys and girls, not just I'm not talking about old, older people. I'm talking about young boys and girls, 15, 16 years old that are in my wife's classroom that they're they're, they're claiming they're transgender at middle school level. It just really irks me and I and, you know, I think, enemy, you are a liar. You are the father of it. You are the source of it. And we need to call him out on everything. And, and we're going to be persecuted. We will. When you stand up for righteous, righteousness sake, and what God says is his truth, we're going to be persecuted. We are going to be hated because we, we have stood. When, when you stand in the counsel of the Lord and you hear his words, these other things, he's going he's gonna to show you and I what's truth and what's a lie. And so here he says about this prophet and this dreamer, you can't just say, oh, what signs and wonders are following, right? Is that the real indicator that they're a true prophet or, or have, have a dream from God? No, that's not according to this. Because there are a lot of people including, I'm just going to say it, the President of the United States of America is speaking under the inspiration of something or someone. Every single one of us are inspired by a voice. Whatever comes out our mouth is what's in our heart. Jesus said that. When we talk about the the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, there's the inspiration of the demonic, there's the inspiration of the the. The humanness within us. I mean, there's all. So inspiration comes from within. And we're going to see in just a moment how God really identified in the days of Jeremiah how the prophet and the priest were operating in profane ways. I mean, he specifically says that. So let's keep reading this passage about the prophet and a dreamer here. And I'm not saying this to alarm any one of us. I'm just saying we all need to keep our giftings in check and make sure that they align with what God is saying in the Scripture and through our times of commune with Him. If we do that, we're safe. Those are That is our safeguard. Anything that doesn't align with the Scripture, toss it out. Get rid of it. Put it away. And that's what the Word says to do. So... Verse 3, it's interesting here, too, though. It says they're, they're, they're telling you to go after other Elohims or to give, give your heart over to other passions that are not aligned with God's heart. That, that's really what the enemy loves to do. He wants to go after the heart, the very center and the core of who people are, and try to get them to turn away from that. And that's what he does. You think everything that's manifesting is a manifestation of that in our current world today. And, you know, God is allowing this stuff. He is. I mean, he's not. Sometimes that can be tricky. OK, is God allowing this? do we need to take? Uh, do we need to bind and loose here? It's sometimes it's not an easy answer because what God's predestined to happen in advance is going to happen. It doesn't matter. You can bind it, loose it, cast it. It's still going to happen. So it's better for us just to kind of go, okay, Lord, what are you saying? For, what do we need to be doing now? We're standing in your counsel in the spirit realm. What are you saying? And do that and not be so concerned with, oh, my God, transgender. Uh, oh, Lord, they're saying this. They're they're pushing this evil agenda. Okay, that's fine, but God's agenda is going to stand, right? His agenda will stand over all agendas. And sometimes we get wrapped up in all the political Um, garbage that's there God's in control of all the political as well I mean he you know God is a spirit we worship him in spirit and in truth but he's over the political realm too he is over all and the scripture dictates that and we can be ever grateful that he's over all and he's going to make sure that his purpose is known in the earth through those that stay committed to him and in verse three, he says, don't listen to the words of that prophet nor the dreamer for the Lord, Yahweh, your Elohim is proving you. It's one of those proving here just means it's, it, it's a test. If this starts to happen, he's saying, I'm testing you to what? To know whether you love Ahab, the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul. And we have a, we, we can go one of two ways. We can choose to go and love the plan of God that's within the heart of God, or we can give our hearts over to something else. That's it. And this happens This happens to us as intercessors. Have you ever felt this pull on your heart to do something else? I mean, it doesn't have to be something evil. I mean, it could be something very practical, but it pulls you away or me away from really focusing in on what God really wants us to be doing now there's no condemnation here I'm just saying we just need to check ourselves and and see hey is my heart turning away you think Solomon knew he what he was going to do in advance The, the scripture said Solomon loved the Lord he did and that's what it says David loved the Lord but we see some of the 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 mishaps and things that missing in the marks that they faced right so we know we're going to face those things. We, we just will. And it's going to be different for all of us. But guard your heart is all I'm saying. I need to guard my heart as well. Because the enemy wants the heart to be, to be turned away. And then he says in verse 4, Ye shall walk after Yahweh your Elohim. Fear Him. Keep His commandments obey his voice and you shall serve him and cleave unto him there's like five or six things there he says you need we need to do and it's focusing on him it's focusing on us being absolutely adhered to and cleaving to him not to all the stuff that's going on around us not to what joe biden says from the white house even though we you know we 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 stand against the, the agenda of the enemy and we are not going to let we take our place because we have stood in the counsel of the almighty and he's told us what he's doing he's given us strategies he's given us every tool that we need to be successful in him we don't need to let the enemy try to overtake us yeah, we're going to sense good, we're going to sense evil, but we don't need to let it overtake us. And this almost sounds kind of, it sounds really harsh, but the Lord is really, and it, he's very, this is serious to him. He takes these things very seriously. This is not a haphazard type ministry that we're doing here. This is the ministry from the throne and what he's, what he's commissioned us to do and to share with the world. And he says, and that prophet or that dreamer shall be put to death. If we were living in Old Testament times, there would be a lot of people dying because they're speaking things and claiming it in the name of the Lord. And he says, I didn't send them. I didn't speak to them. They're speaking out of their own heart. They're creating a vision out of their own heart that I didn't put there. That's what Jeremiah said. We'll see it later. How's that possible? Well, just think about the corporate world. They've got a vision statement, right? Where does that thing stem from? A lot of it stems from the, the, the heart of a man or a woman. It's not necessarily bad, but you can conjure something up in your own mind and think, oh, God's given me this. I needed." We can do that. That's easy, right? I can say in just two seconds, oh, I had a vision last night and just spout out something, right? Didn't mean it came from God, right? Just because I said the right words. That's where people are getting into this business of saying the lord said something now in this dream i'm one of them that came it was a dream and i knew it was a warning it was a warning to be very careful in some upcoming decisions that that i needed to make i say i but it really can speak to any situation in here and i'm telling you be very careful There are things that you're going to be presented with in the near future that are going to seem very, very green-like. Green pasture. It's going to look great. Everything's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. But I'm telling you, do not take it. And you'll know when that that begins to happen. And that's that's, that's the essence of this dream. It was like everything was good about it. It But there there was an inner feeling from him to go you cannot let these things dictate you cannot view things with your your visual eye it it, because and and i knew i didn't see the end result but i i felt that the end result was not going to be good that was the sense of what i got even though everything was laid, and i'm being very vague for a reason it was all laid out it looked great grand but the end there was going to be destruction And I know that 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 hasn't happened yet, but it's getting ready to because things have already started to unfold. And I'm looking at it and I'm seeing about it. So just be very careful. Think about what decisions that are coming ahead of you at this time frame and be very careful. If you get the inner leading of feeling of this looks good, but you feel in your, for lack of a better term, your gut that you don't need to do it, Do not do it no matter how good it looks. Think of the garden. They were in absolute perfection. That's the type of deception and subtlety that caused them to turn away. Now, the enemy's not, he may not manifest in a snake. He's not going to do that a lot of times. He did that with Adam and Eve. That's something to think about, right? He, he can disguise himself. His ministers even disguise themselves as what? Angels of light. So just be very careful and seek the Lord about upcoming decisions. And I know we do, but I'm saying be very careful because this dream was, I'm telling you, it was so, I was almost tricked to believe that God was leading me to, to do this thing, but I felt him on the inside go, don't go there. Don't even do it. This makes sense. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be too serious here. So, this this prophet, this dreamer, was put to death because he had spoken to turn you away from Yahweh your uh, your Elohim. And I forgot to write down that turn turn you away. I believe is the word. The root word is sewer. It means to turn you off from being able to serve in the plan of God that's within the heart of God which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust you out of the way see th- what this does is it gets you out of the, out of the way of the pathway the derrick of what God has us on anytime you feel anything pulling you away from the pathway don't go there just sit straight the forehead is flint, which the Lord your God commanded you to walk in. That's the key right there. What has He commanded us to walk in in this calling? Anything that contradicts that, put it away. So shalt that. So shalt thou put the evil, the raw away from the midst of you. There it is. Now in Numbers. Numbers 12, 1 through 9, this is an instance we're all aware of. This is Miriam and Aaron, um, and they're speaking against Moses. Why? Well, because he married an Ethiopian woman. <laughs> I mean, I remember growing up, I mean, this is, we're just going to talk here. Okay, Skin pigmentation, God does not see. <laughs> I mean, he can see the color of our skin, don't get me wrong, but he's not really concerned with that. He's concerned with what's going on in here. He's concerned with what the center of, of who we are. And he doesn't look the way man does, okay? You think about all the all the social injustice that's going on right now. You think about all the unrest, all the violence. All of this stuff is really the way man or a woman might see, okay? Why do we get so stuck? And these are people that call themselves Christians and they say Things that are totally contradicting the Scripture. It's hard to fathom how that can happen. Because God is so clear about some of the issues that our world is facing, He's very clear. But the minute we stand up and say, This is not the Word of the Lord, then what happens? All hell opens up and unleashes its power against us and manifests through all these people. And then they try, all they're trying to do is to get us to do what? Silence. Shut your mouth, right? Cancel culture. You're not canceling anything from me. I don't care who you are, how you say it. We're still going to proclaim with the word of the Lord, what he says is going to stand, right? God has the, he has everything under control. And so here we are. And there's all kinds of race issues going on here, too. So that's kind of what's going on here. It's a racial thing. None of us in this room will say there's no racism, okay? Black, white, it it, it doesn't matter. There's racism across the board. We're still human. We have a carnal nature, a sinful nature. You're never going to be able to eradicate it. But I don't think the majority of people, when I, when I look at my brother Robert here or anybody else in here of color or whatever, I don't see color. I really don't. I'm trying to see the heart of what's inside the person, not what's on the outside. When I look at you, I don't look and go, oh, you're a 10 or you're a 2. I'm not looking at physical stature or beauty that way. God, God sees beauty totally different too. Wait. I mean, I'm just saying, this is how we we, we look at things as a man and women, okay? Be done with that kind of stuff. Look deep within the heart of the person, see who they really are. I know I hammered that, but it's really it's ridiculous the things that we get wrapped up with that just take our time and our mental energies and we give over to that, you know? And we, we shouldn't be doing it. We should be taking our time and all our energy and, and looking at the eternal plan and really, really tolling over that versus all this other stuff. And I, we do. We do. So, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. So it's stated twice there. And they said, Hath the Lord indeed only by Not spoken also by us. And Yahweh heard it. Yahweh Shemad what they said, and he's getting ready to respond. <laughs> now the was very meek above all the men which are upon the face of the earth, and Yahweh spake suddenly unto Moses, Aaron and Miriam. He didn't just speak to Moses here, he spoke to all three of them and said, "Come out here under the tabernacle of the congregation." And, and the three came out. And Yahweh came down in the pillar of a cloud and he stood in the door of the tabernacle. And when he's there, he calls out two specific people by name and he says Aaron and Miriam and they both came forth. God called them out. Very interesting there, isn't it? And he said, Shema now, my word, if there be a prophet, Will make myself known unto him in a vision, and then I'm gonna speak unto him in a dream. And I, I know this is kind of basic, but God speaks very profoundly through dreams. He does. I want you to reflect over the last twenty years, just in your own in your own mind, the way God has communicated to you through a dream or or dreams. And it's okay if you're not a dreamer. We're all gifted in in different ways, and I want you to remember how that dream came to pass. He spoke specific details to you. A clear distinction here. He links to the to to a, to a prophetic. My servant Moses is not so who is faithful Amon in all mine house with him there's this deeper level of commune called mouth to mouth relationship a dream is far different than being so close to someone that when they speak it's mouth to mouth it didn't say there was a 12 inches away two feet away from his mouth mouth to mouth close to intimate communion so when god would speak the very breath of who he was moses was there and he he he, god communicated him in that manner i just think that's really interesting we 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 know this to be true but there there's a difference which one they're all great but which which relationship would you rather have vision dream or mouth-to-mouth i know all everybody would say Really? Some people always, hey, I want to have a vision, right? Okay. Yeah. I, don't dream. I don't have dreams. We want the mouth-to-mouth communion with the Lord, like Moses. It's really interesting to see the, the, there's three different ways that God speaks, and it's very profound. Now, I'm not saying the context here is pretty um, clear. I'm not saying we go out from today from this teaching and, and start calling out people on racial issues i'm not saying that at all god knows that's already happening <laughs> we have enough of that going on we need to call people towards relationship with god like this we need to to continue to speak in this way because Yahweh's doing it here it's part of the plan the eternal plan right this is this is yahweh speaking here he says, even a parent speak to him in dark ages, and the similitude of Yahweh shall he behold. Wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? He's mentioned Moses as being his servant. Moses was enslaved to the plan of God. He gave all his time, all his energy, every every moment that he could, he gave it to the Lord. And God identified him as my servant and I believe he looks at all of us and he said he says that same thing to us he said these people are my servants they are absolutely enslaved to my plan they want me my plan and my heart to be known in the earth that's what what he's saying and in verse 9 he says the anger of Yahweh was kindled against him and he departed So it's very interesting to see the link here with the prophetic, the dreams. Now let's look at Jeremiah. Now, I this whole chapter, I encourage you to go back and read it. I mean, it is packed. Starting in verse one, where it talks about God speaking through Jeremiah, and he's talking about the sheep being scattered. This is the whole chapter where he mentions wormwood right in the mid sandwiched in the middle of this. Then in verse 21, well, prior to verse 21, he, he tells Jeremiah, he said, the land is, the, the prophets and the people that are there, it's a land that's full of adulterers. And he mentions profane prophets and priests. He mentions that there are people that are releasing things that are strengthening the hands of evildoers. I want you to think about st- Strengthening, speaking things that strengthen the hands, the the, the partnership of evil doing on the earth. That's happening at, at the highest governmental level. Every single day, something new is happening. We don't need to worry about that. We really don't. We don't need to be anxious. We just need to stand true to what we're called to do and what we're called to be in the earth. Because that's really all that's going to stand. Everything else is going to melt away. But sometimes I can get wrapped up if I'm not careful and if I watch too much Fox News or whatever, I just get wrapped up before I know it. I'm I'm just all in it, you know. I'm right there just complaining and murmuring like everybody else. Does Fox News have the the line to the throne the CNN definitely not CNN just saying <laughs> the, vo- the voice that speaks that is just I do not understand it for the life of me I really don't the voice I'm not talking about the person the voice that comes out we we should immediately detect whether this is the person a demonic force or if this is really someone being used by the Lord to speak something into that situation and there there are godly men and women that are if you hear their voice you can hear the voice of the Lord in the midst of all this crud in Washington and all this stuff that's going on all across the world and all the fear that all these doctors are releasing into the world trying to keep people under their thumbs and freaking everybody out i mean it really God's got every bit of this in control. This was part of the plan from the very beginning. None of us saw this coming. We're not going to see a major thing that hits either until it starts to manifest. prophesied and said there were going to be earth, earthquakes, and that can be literal, that can be figurative. This is an earthquake that has affected every, every part of the world, right? just a different angle on, on how it's manifested. But we need to continue that our voice, the thunder, the earthquake, all of that is still in play. Everything that we've learned is still in play. God has not forgotten it. He seems to in a different way, and he operates on a different time table than we do. He can tell us the timing, but there's some things that only that are they're in his his control. He's the only one that knows the timing of certain things. And so I don't want anybody to feel discouraged here because we are we are in we are in a great position. But just be very careful. Now Jeremiah says this Verse 21 God speaking through him, I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran we got some running prophets here, boy. Are they going to outrun the chariot like Elijah? And he says, I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. These—and I have to stop here because verse 1 in in this chapter, it talks about the pastors, and that's the terms that are being used. They're not feeding the people. They're not feeding the people. And, and it goes to this whole series of verses that talks about that. And so he leads up to this. It's hard not to go back and read the whole chapter is what I'm trying to get to here. But go back and read it. Um, he said, if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they would have turned them from the raw way. This is one of the ways we can know if someone has stood in the counsel of the Lord. Are they turning people away from Ra or are they turning people to it? And if they're turning people to it, they are not standing in the true counsel of the Lord. Man, that's just like you could hear a pin drop. This is serious stuff here. We've stood there. You've stood there in intercession. Whether you were, you could visibly see it or not, you've been there. You felt the after effects of, of being there and, and being in his counsel and, and him giving all you these words and, and filling your mind with his thoughts and his ways. And, and you come out of that and you have, have a teaching like this. or I've heard so many of you share things just like this. It's because we've been in his counsel. And we're leading people away from raw, right? Things that are twisted. But these prophets, somewhere along the way, they had gotten out of the way. And he says, not only have they tur- would, 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 this, would they turn them away from their evil raw way, but also from their raw doings. Doings there is asa, that word that means uh, the actions, things that they're doing that's another way we can look jesus said we should know people by their fruits right the fruits that they bear their actions they take oh i'm a christian okay but then they start you're like really <laughs> not that we're going to judge them but you you just wonder i mean are you, you you've known the lord how many years 20 plus years and yet you still think transgender is okay you still think homosexuality is okay you still think I mean, those are just basic things. And then God says, Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, that's not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I feel heaven and earth, saith the Lord? I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy lies in my name. I have dreamed a dream. Martin Luther, right? He said the same thing, but he, he said it in a totally different way. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets? That pro- how can you how can a prophet prophesy lies? I mean, just think, just something to think about. People have total control over their giftings. God is not forcing us to open our mouth and speak right he doesn't force us to speak in tongues either does he (laughs) I'm being kind of humorous with this but it's easy you could God can give you a prophetic word and you could start just babbling off something that he never intended I could I'm just saying it can become a truth and a lie truth or lie How long shall this be in the heart? Yea, they are prophets, and they prophesy of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name. Now, some of the voices in, in this world, they're not blatantly saying, we want you to forget the name of God. But their actions... Is saying exactly that's what they want to do they want us to be totally oblivious they want to wipe him out of our memory they don't want us to pay attention to anything that's God like so really they, they're doing this whatever voice is saying it from the highest authority all the way down to the lowest and in between and they're doing it by their dreams their dreams which they tell every man to his neighbor you see the influence of how the enemy's trying to do this using every avenue possible they're telling everybody as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal now he brings in Baal the prophet now here, here's God telling Jeremiah the prophet that has a dream let him tell a dream And he that has my word, let him or her speak my word faithfully. He which stems from Ammon. Whatever he is saying at that right hand, if people are saying they have hit the word of the Lord or they stood in his counsel, he says, Okay, if if that is true, then you need to speak my word as if it's coming from my throne. And whatever comes forth from that right hand, it better align with what the scripture says. If it does not, it's not of him. And there's a lot of prophetic voices saying, the Lord says this, the Lord says this, the Lord says this. I mean, he's speaking every five seconds to them. That's kind of alarming there because I don't hear the Lord speaking to me every five seconds. (laughs) When he speaks, it's, Earth, it's going to affect us to where it takes some time to, to process it. I mean, when he spoke light into existence, he spoke one word and light came, right? One word. Lord, it's not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that my words look at that stealing the words of the Lord how is that possible remember these people whoever they are the prophets had true giftings how did they get to the point where they were so twisted that God's identifying them as stealing his words it started out very very small subtle it wasn't the, the, the satan with a horn you know the pitchfork or whatever his pastor always alludes to that's it, it wasn't the, it didn't start out that way how do you become an alcoholic one sip of alcohol trust me i know that fact i used to be one a long time ago one drink and it ruined my life i not saying if you drink uh, Just saying for me, it took one drink. One drink of wormwood is all it takes. One sip. Might even just be the scent of it. Go see the new James Bond movie. You'll you'll see that in that. We saw it last night. It's it's really incredible how it almost sounds like I'm giving credence and power to the enemy. I am. He's not powerless. God has ultimate power over him, but people need to really wake up and really identify and look at what they're doing and what's coming out of their mouth. I mean, we don't need to just haphazardly. I don't come up here and tell you something that I'm not really sure. Well, I think the Lord said this or maybe he said this. If I came up here and did that, what, what would you think of me? You'd be like, Man, you need to know, right? What's this maybe stuff or I think? Nobody's gonna listen to you. Yeah, yeah, nobody will listen to you as a leader in the business world. If you you come up to your your group of people you're trying to lead, and you're like, "Well, I think we need to do this," or maybe uh, <laughs> they're gonna laugh you to scorn. You, we gotta know, and God, God's letting us know. He's letting us know when 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 someone comes in that is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's letting us know that. But these people are under the influence, and and if you, you go back and read it, Wormwood is in here. In verse 31, Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord. They use their tongues, and they say, He saith, Behold, I am against them that prophesy, and here he brings in, false dreams. Saith the Lord, and they do tell them. It's bad enough to have a dream that you that is not. It's, it's considered false here, but they step into go ahead and verbalizing it to other people. And what are they trying to do? It's causing people to err away by their lies and by their lightness. Now, this word lightness here, if you look at it, it just means uh, frivolity. It's is really what it means. So it's like a self-indulging type of a thing that they're doing it's focused on them and what they can get from it and and i know we're almost done and we've just begun on page two here but i wanted to really kind of the groundwork there as we kind of touch on some of these other items here now we mentioned that yahweh speaks very profoundly now, here another fact of this is that Yahweh provides. It says answers by the dreams, solutions is another way of saying it. I love the dreams. I mean, some of them are really great. Some of them are like get me out of here, you know, because they're so warfare intense. Uh, but this is an example with Saul. You know, Saul gets really railed a lot. I mean, he made mistakes. Yes, he did. But let's let's be human, okay? If you are in a situation like he was, we can say all day I wouldn't respond that way, but, I mean, come on. Given the right circumstances, the right atmosphere, we don't know how we would, re- I know we want to think we wouldn't do something, but I'm just saying let's cut the guy some slack here. We can learn from what he did and what he didn't do. But so many times I heard messages as a, as, as a young boy, and they people would just rail, Saul or David, David for what he did what he did was wrong we all know that um but God still even even before any of that manifested God knew in advance it was going to happen and he said he he still said these people love me they just kind of let the passions of their heart get veered off in another way so in in 1st Samuel 28 verses 5 and 6 it says and when Saul saw the host of the Philistines he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired Shall all of Yahweh, Yahweh answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Now this whole context I put in here is in the, in the chapter with, I said the woman, or the witch of Endor. Interesting, right? He pulls in this thing about dreams, and at some point along the way, we, we know where where Saul's mishap was. I'm not. That's not the teaching here, but I want to focus on this word. Answered him, and and that that Greek word is anah, and it just means. And I and I put it down here, in in the next uh, verse, it means to to place the eye upon or to take heed or to pay attention to someone. Or to in another another verses it, it mentions uh, to respond or to or to begin to speak to someone. So he identifies and says, "Man, God's not doing any of these things." And he starts it off by saying, "By dreams," and then Urim, and then the prophetic. And then, as you keep reading verses um, seven through fourteen, then you've got this encounter where he starts really going off the rail and looking for answers in wrong ways <laughs> and he reaches out to the witch of endor and then we come to verse 15 and he's asking for samuel and it says in verse 15 the witch of endor summons him up this is necromancy and we know that that's not biblical but this happens and samuel said saul why have you disquieted me to bring me up? And Saul answered and said, "I am sore distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and Elohim has departed from me." This is so sad, so tragic. Elohim has been turned off from being able to to speak to answer me. He's not paying attention. He's he's not responding to me and therefore I've called you so you can make known unto me what I need to do he's looking for direction he's looking Saul and Samuel had a very very close relationship it was it was yeah they did it was imagine being in Samuel's shoes I mean we could go all the way back to chapter one as a a young boy his training The environment that he was brought up in was horrendous. But God used everything in his life, even as a young boy, to prepare him for his calling. Everything we face prepares us for our calling and what comes down the road. And so Samuel talks to, (laughs) this is weird, I know. But Samuel talks to um, Saul and he says, then did you shout all of me seeing that yahweh is departed so not only had the heart of god been turned off from from saul but the plan of god had been turned off there was no communication from you and he's become your enemy and the lord has done to him as he spake by me for yahweh has rent the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor, even unto David. Here's why. Because you did not obey the voice of Yahweh, nor did you execute his fierce wrath upon Amalek. Therefore hath the Lord done this thing unto you this day. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with thee into the hand of the Philistines, and tomorrow... Okay, here's this encounter where it happens immediately. That's kind of what's happened in these dreams. You and your sons be with me. The Lord also deliver the host of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. Very interesting. I believe in the coming days we are going to encounter people where the choices that they've made has, has turned off the heart and the plan of God from communicating to them. And they're gonna they're gonna be desperate. Saul was. He was in a desperate circumstance, and he needed answers, right? And he knew that God wasn't speaking to him. He knew that the plan of God. He, he didn't know what the plan was, and he's he's even reaching out to a witch to call up someone from the dead. God allows it. Samuel comes and he start and starts talking to him and saying, "This is why." You didn't didn't wipe out Amalek. You didn't do exactly what God said to do. If he had done exactly what God said to do, he would have still been king. The kingdom would not have been rented from him and given to David. But he chose not to obey fully. So partial obedience is not what God demands. God demands complete obedience to what he says. Now, Let's look quickly in the remaining minutes. Um, I put, Elohim speaks to Solomon in a dream. It's very, very interesting. The whole we, we, We've looked at this on many occasions. came through a dream. Let's look at page 3 because I want to look at Gideon as the last one. And we've all heard the story of Gideon. This dream makes no sense at all to me. I mean, in the sense of how could God do this and, and get victory? How could he start out with 22,000 people in this army, <laughs> go from 22 to 10 to 300, and say I'm going to tell you I'm going to get I'm going to bring deliverance by a small number of people over this massive army? That's what he did. When we say God's not in numbers, a lot of times this is one of the passages. God doesn't need a megachurch with 100,000 people in it to bring victory, right? And this said you know what if we had that type of power it would be more of uh people would say oh man's done that not me I want to show you this is going to be miraculous and it's I've got the same night this happens with Gideon in Judges 7 9 through 15 and it came to pass the same night that Yahweh said unto him get thee down unto the host for I have delivered it into your hand but if you fear to go down, go thou with Furah thy servant down to the host, and you'll hear what they say. And afterwards, your hands will be strengthened to go into go into the host. Then he goes down with Furah, his servant. So Gideon is fearful. Otherwise, he wouldn't have went down, right? He said, "Oh, I hear the Lord speaking. Oh, we're going to be able to do it, right?" Don't we kind of do that from time to time? Well, the Lord will tell us something, and we're like. We start fearing in our heart, going, oh. And he's like, okay, I recognize it. Go down, hear what they're saying. And as he, as he approaches, the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along the, in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude. They're without number. What a sight to behold. And as the sand by the seaside for multitude. And when Gideon was come, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow, and he said, Behold, I dreamed a dream. And it was there lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian, and came into the tent, smote it, and it fell. Opened it, and lay along, and his fellow answered and said, "Remember, Gideon's just there to listen, take no action, nothing. Listen. It's a lesson for all of us, right? Listen. Sometimes we listen, sometimes we speak." And here's what was being said through this dream. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing save the sword of Gideon. How do you translate a cake of barley into a sword? I'm just, it's really, it doesn't make any sense, but it's tumbling in and it takes over and there's there's destruction. So that's the point. But cake of barley, sword of Gideon? And... (laughs) son of Joash, a man of israel for into his hand has elohim the heart of god delivered midian and all the host and it was so when gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation the word here for interpretation in in some verses means like a, a fracture or a ruin but in this case it means a solution has come that he worshiped he returned and he said to his small army of 300 people that started out as 22,000, Yahweh has delivered it into your hand, the host of Midian. All of this came in one night, the very next day, through a dream to one man. And so I'm going to end with that. There's a lot more we could go over, but we're, we're, we're totally out of time. So... I didn't even get to touch on the, the, the fall streams and the vain, and we all know the, um, the, there's a lot more. So any rate, anybody have any additional comments or things that maybe uh, you want to share or something that stood out? Okay, just one final statement. <clears throat> Lay out what's coming ahead of you. decisions that are that you're going to be making. Some of you may not even know you got to make them yet, but you'll remember this and, and it came in a dream. everything looked great. It looked like green pastures on the other side. Looks can be very deceiving. You think the enemy can can, can portray something that's it's what he did in the garden so. We do this already, but every decision you've got to make, make sure that the Lord is leading you. Don't let yourself get in the way. And I'm telling myself this right now. Because there are certain certain factors that that are involved in things like this that could try to lead you to say, it's okay to go ahead and do it. And I'm speaking vaguely because I have to because of what was in the dream. So, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to share. And we are so grateful for every gifting you've given us uh, in the area of dreams. And, Lord, I just speak over all the decisions that have to be made in the coming days that we will all be sensitive to your voice and follow the leading of your spirit in everything that we do and in everything we say. We don't want to take a prophetic gifting or a dream gifting and allow that to be twisted. And, Lord, we just we just declare this, and we ask it in your son's name. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Um, there's still donuts back there? Or whatever's back there, by Rachel. I'm playing uh, Dennis and Tammy here. Make sure you, we still have some donuts back here and this and that. Um, Get you some coffee, and Pastor Fabian Fabian will be speaking next Sunday. Um, And just for the recording, Trish will be teaching in my slot on the 7th, November. Just saying that out loud.